Welcome back to The Bible's Art, where we explore the literary artistry of the Bible, and this week we're talking about the art of the stoning of Stephen. Let's read the last few verses. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. After Stephen gives a long speech, walking through scripture, the council does not respond point by point. They don't address the text Stephen did. They grind their teeth, mouths shut, refusing to hear God's word. This is characteristic rebellion against God. When you stop hearing God and you just try to shut him out, you stop reading scripture, stop going to church. When the word comes, we just shut it down. But what does Stephen do? Here we get the only physical action of Stephen in the story, falling to his knees. In this, he mirrors his master, Jesus, who's the only other person who prays on his knees in Luke-Acts. And Stephen transforms the stoning of his legs to the liturgical action of prayer. Stephen's killers help him to pray. And this first action in the scene is also his last. He expires in prayer. Prayer for his killers. You see, Stephen has been so formed by the life of Christ that he can love not just the unkind or ungrateful, not just love after time has healed wounds, but while the wounding is happening. This is the level of love that we should pray in earnest for. Stephen had this because he, like Luke tells us multiple times, was filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will allow you to love in darkness while the darkness is consuming you. Stephen's whole life has mirrored Jesus. Both do signs and wonders, both are falsely accused, both are brought before the Sanhedrin, both are killed, both commit their spirits to God, and both pray for their enemies in their last moments. Stephen's life has been completely conformed to Christ. But there's one other similarity. For both Jesus and Stephen, their deaths are not the end. For both, their deaths catalyze the expansion of God's kingdom. Look at this. For Jesus, he's resurrected, ascends to heaven, sends the Holy Spirit, and the kingdom explodes. For Stephen, notice what it says when they stone him. Luke, our narrator, says they cast him out of the city and stoned him. They cast him out of the city. This is the first movement outside of Jerusalem we've seen in Acts. And remember, Jesus said that they would be his witnesses from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And eight chapters in, and we've only been in Jerusalem. 
Who would have thought that the way that the kingdom expands is by finding a place to execute a Christian? In the first verse of the next chapter, Luke will tell us that there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. So what's the missionary strategy in Acts? How do you get the gospel to 